Baker Street's nothing. <laughs> it is something. Come on, read it again. <laughs> this time, say it louder. Wrecker Stowe. Louder. Wrecker Stowe! I give up. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you wanted to buy a Sam Cook, Abbott, where would you go? The Wrecker Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me. Hi, I'm your host, Rob Elba. As always, it's great having you all here with me. You know what we do? We have people on, and they bring in a record that they love, and we talk about it. And it's another musician. Shocker. I've just been having musician music. It's not exclusively for musicians, but it seems like, especially lately, that's who I have on. So I'd like to welcome Chicago-based musician, singer. She's toured and recorded with the Decemberists, with Nico Case, with the New Pornographers. Uh, her latest release, My Heart, on Pravda Records. I'd like to welcome to the show, first time appearance, Nora O'Connor. Welcome to the show, Nora. Thank you, Rob. Nice to be here. Yes. So, Nora, are you in Chicago now, right now? I am. I'm home. I just got, actually, I just got home from a month-long tour with Nico Case, and I'm home in my home, and coming home from tour is my favorite part, so I'm really happy yeah. to be home. Yeah. But also, but I'm sure it must have been nice to be out on tour because you were like so many people, you were probably just not able to do anything for a while, right? Well, actually, it's great. I love it. Obviously, I do it all the time. And um, yeah, you know, that whole thing. Um, <laughs> that whole thing. Well, I was going to ask you specifically about your album because you you do have a release. All right. Yes. So it came out October 7th. Did you did you do it during a downtime during a COVID downtime? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, that makes sense. such a good time um, to just kind of open up the valves and see what was even going on inside of me to write songs because it's been so long and it was super fun. Yeah, I had some time on my hands, but also what happened was I started playing these little backyard concerts in the summer of 2020 where we'd have, you know, people spread out six feet apart outside. You know, we had these, these little backyard shows and I just kind of fell in love with playing solo a little more than usual and I wanted to get some more and newer fresh
fresher original material into the solo set. So that's why. Oh, okay. One of the many reasons I made a record, but. Right. All right. So yeah. So Nora, so uh, Howard uh, got in touch with me, uh, propped the records uh, and said, hey, let's get Nora on the show. And uh, of course, anyone could pick any record they want. So Nora, what is the artist and what is the album you picked? So the album that I picked was the album by Prince and it's called Parade. It's the soundtrack to the movie Under a Cherry Moon. Came out in 1986 and is absolutely one of my favorite records of all time. My, uh-huh. my favorite Prince record for sure. Really? Okay. Okay. If, if I could have one, if I could even say that. Right. But it depends. I could be an alphabet. It could be an alphabet street kind of day. But today we're talking about parade. Right. And I knew. And obviously, this one I knew maybe more because you know Prince just put out so many records in his career and there's so much of his uh of his of, of his output out there so uh, this was his eighth studio album already and it was i guess the third and final one with the revolution uh like billed as as his band yeah this is the last album he did with the revolution right sure. yeah. right so it was released uh march 31st uh, 1986 but mm-hmm. the, I guess the one before this was Around the World in a Day. And it's funny because I think I remember, I don't think I ever, I own this one, but I did have Around the World in a Day. And I I actually liked that record. I remember it, that album was like a, a big change. That was first when he really kind of changed his sound the first time. Obviously, he's changed it many different times. But I guess that album mm-hmm. d- didn't really do that good, and it wasn't that well received. But but this album really was, and and uh, this was a really big album uh, that had you know hits off it, and and was very well received both critically and uh, commercially. Well, but, yeah, good. I I actually don't even know about that. Oh, okay. Was, you don't care because you don't care. I, you just care about the music when you love it, right? Yeah, which is the way it should. Just to be clear, that is the way it, it should be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, what, you know, and what I love about this album is that, you know, this was kind of his ultimate, you know, vanity project in a way where he made this record in conjunction with, you know, starring and directing in the movie Under the Cherry Moon. I mean, the movie, I actually watched some clips of it today. I was one, I was going to ask you, you know, first of all. <laughs> you know, Prince is funny. He's so, just so adorable and and funny. And he was always such a good... You know, he loved to play the, the the best lover in the world kind of gigolo guy, and that's what he does in yeah. this movie. And you know, it's corny and hilarious, and you know, but the music is so good. It is, and I and yeah, in listening to it, I'm realizing, well, this album just holds up as an album, definitely. It, it is uh, technically, it, it's the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon, but it just holds up as a, just a really great album. And and yeah, I guess the I've, I've never seen the entire thing, but like you, I did see clips. And it's funny. I think the thing with uh, Prince was he was very he had a really good sense of humor, real cheeky, you know. And and I think a lot a lot of people maybe didn't get that, or they just kind of took him serious, like oh, who does he think he is? You know, what is he doing? But just about everything he did, he'd always just have this kind of wry like wink to it, you know. And I think that's uh, you just have to take him for what he is, you know. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, like, like I said, I, even though it does sort of it has some songs, especially uh, the, the first song, uh, Christopher Tracy's Parade is a uh, mm. that's the character, I guess he played in it right in in the movie right but you don't like i said you don't the movie doesn't have to be any but you could love and enjoy this album not even knowing anything about the movie yeah that's definitely my story kind of with this record i know the movie exists and i i probably watched it a couple times in 1986 and i haven't really gone back to it but the but the record has never left my side you know what i mean like Right. Now when this came out in 86, you were you were already a Prince fan. Were you like a Prince fan like early on uh, pretty much? I was. Yeah, I remember I was in high school um when you know, I think I started in uh Controversy was my first that sort of go yeah bleed into the next one and yeah i have the same thing this past week i've been listening to it and yeah like i said you go through it and it is kind of a quick uh, especially for prince it's kind of a quick some of the you know most of the songs are pretty shorter and there's only Uh 12 songs so it's a nice uh, before you know it it's over and you want to just go back to the beginning again right yeah that's true that's true and like you know that there's a couple of there's a couple of throwaways in there like there's a there's an instrumental, Venus de Milo. That's kind of Venus de Milo. I think this it's called. I don't have the track list. In it front is of me. It, Venus, Venus de Milo. I don't know Venus. though. I get the the thing is the way I get with albums. You you know how you kind of when you listen to them a, a bunch of times, you you would kind of miss. You feel even even if it's maybe not as strong a song, you feel like it would kind of miss it yeah. if, if it wasn't there in, in the sequence. It's a bit of a bathroom break, but yeah, it's it's still. <laughs> You're right. It, it's where it needs to be. Yeah. And 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 you know we have to take the good with the bad sometimes with Prince. Yeah, but he was definitely he was playing around. I mean, obviously he went from uh, you know uh, 
rock, uh, guitar rock. This is definitely more psychedelic-y and uh, dream pop at times almost, right? And there's yeah. orchestrations on it. But it's great. You know, the, the, uh, the thing with Prince, I always say, he's, I, I mean, it, it seems kind of ridiculous to say it because it's so obvious, but he is like one of these once in a generation talents that you just have to let him do whatever it is he wanted to do. He, uh, he always would just uh, follow his muse wherever it took him. And sometimes, you know, you'd like it more than other things, but it's just at the end of the day, he was just so, he was just so uh, talented and so musical and could basically do anything. And, uh, you know, that, that's the way I always look at it. So usually even things I don't know that much when I listen to it, it you could always find just like magic in, in what he would do in the studio. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was, oh, yeah, he was doing his own thing. I feel like when this record was coming out, like, you know, there was like Janet Jackson was doing this other thing. And I feel like commercially, everybody was kind of gravitating towards this, you know, this other kind of dance, whatever the 80s dance funk thing was, right. was happening. It was doing like like a little French soul in there and all these different things. Yeah, that that you're right. It was totally a counter to whatever else was going on. But he didn't care. He he never cared. Yeah. All right. Let's start. Uh, let's start listening to it. The first. Uh, I've I've read comparisons. People compare it to Sgt. Pepper. Uh, you know the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper. And I guess this could be. You could consider this first song. <laughs> you mean I didn't make that up? Like this is Prince Sgt. Pepper. I read it. Maybe I read you. Maybe you wrote something about it somewhere. No, like I must have. I must have read it. Me yeah. and my best friend, we in all through college, we're like, it's Prince's. It's his revolver. It's his Sergeant Pepper. Right, right. But yeah, funny. I think um, I think that's a great way to describe it. Really. Yeah, yeah. Sergeant, his Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. And especially yeah, the opening, the way he opens up. Let's listen to Christopher Tracy's parade. So whenever I listen to something like this, I always think like, like, I love this, but there's not much. It isn't like I listen to a whole bunch of other music that sounds like this, you know, well, it's Prince. It's Prince. That's it. <laughs> but what other. So so like you were into Prince, but what at, at the time when you got into Prince, what other things uh, were you listening to? I think well, so, so 1986. So I'm a senior in high school 
1986. And I'm starting to discover Kate Bush. I'm starting to discover, you know, I'm continuing like listening to a lot of in your rhythmics and Susie and the Banshees and and I mean I grew up on you know classic rock really, like whatever records my older siblings were bringing home right right I listened to you know Led Zeppelin and Rush and you know but this is this is right around the time where I have the job at, at the I was working at a record store in the mall by my house and it's just kind of the age where you start getting a little bit of income so you can start buying your own records and um but i was also really into like janet jackson and debarge and the jets like i love oh, that okay, stuff too. Okay. And, you know i mean i when houston i was really loving on whitney houston and u2 was big so it's listening whatever u2 was was putting out like rattle and hum i think was a big record then so um so you're yeah, perfect. Still... You're kind of the perfect because I feel like you have to be open-minded. You know, some people will only basically listen to metal or or another thing, and you really have to be more of an open-minded listener to to like love all the different you know uh, flavors that Prince comes in. So that's uh, so that's you because right. you, you're just pretty much a, a fan of music and you like all different music even even back then. Yes. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. I mean, it was most of, most of it was popular. Like I wasn't that deep or avant-garde but i was definitely (laughs) eating up as much as i could because that was kind of what i was into i was working at a record store you know getting lots of promo copies of you know Corey hart albums oh right (laughs) yeah (laughs) purple whatever deep purple was putting out in the 80s okay okay like 80s were a strange i always tell the 80s were a strange time you know there was uh... Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of great stuff and a lot of questionable stuff. But Prince, you know, <laughs> Prince was really just kind of sitting, you know, with my head between the speaker and really just the production of this album, like all the little, the percussion and the clicks and the snaps and the vocals and the layering of the vocals and the call and response between Prince and Wendy and Lisa. Like, I just, yeah. I just tried to memorize it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. And and definitely things shift gears right away. It goes into new position. And this is obviously the, uh, dirt, you know, a little cheeky uh, d- uh, double entendre prince. He's just saying you, uh-huh. you have to uh, mix it up a little to keep things interesting, I think, right? <laughs> Let's listen to new position. Yeah, 
Yeah, just the sounds of the percussion on that, that really dry, uh, it almost sounds like a, like an open snare or something really dry. Yeah, that's definitely adventurous, some adventurous uh, recording techniques going on there. For sure. Yeah, it's really cool. And that transition between Christopher Tracy's parade right into new position, you know, the new position into I Wonder You, it's like, I don't know why, but I was upset. <laughs> with, this, with with that and i still am i just i just love it so much right and uh yeah and i wonder you just like a really short wisp of a song and that also is i feel like it's kind of an intro into the one after that under the cherry moon but let's let's, let's just do a little of i wonder you So, yeah, kind of a simple thing. Like I said, I feel like it's just sort of an intro into this, which you, you could say a, kind of the a title track, but not really. It's the title of the movie, Under the Cherry Moon. But let's listen to a little bit of Under the Cherry Moon. Just the music. I mean, it's really, it's it's like a jazzy little uh, torch ballad almost. It is. So he actually, he worked with um, this jazz arranger named Claire Fisher. And I think Claire and maybe his brother. So he worked with somebody. Oh, okay, okay. Like a jazz player on some of these arrangements. So, you know, it's hard. I, I couldn't tell you who's doing what just because Prince is such a control freak. And he is. Uh, but- often ends up playing all the his own instruments and all that but um right he, he did work with some jazz folks well his dad um, his dad uh john l nelson is credited on this one as well as on the first mm-hmm. song and on this one so maybe uh oh, some cool. of those little yeah john uh, john l nelson 
So, uh, yeah, a, a co-writer, which I guess he, he did, I guess. And it's funny because it, it, it's so funny because I'm sure you, you're the same way. You remember when we saw Purple Rain and he had that whole thing about his dad and his dad was a musician and stuff. And it's, and it's funny when you see, well, he co-wrote his song. He's, so it's like some of that was true. You know, some of that was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize his dad was worked on some of these songs that's that's interesting that's very yeah cool. well either worked on it or i know also uh prince just had access to some of his music though and use and and would use some of it and then he would credit his dad so it could have it could have just been that you know yeah um uh, yeah i'm sure they i uh, from what i could tell they must have had a very uh, complicated uh, relationship father son relationship. Yeah, there's some really beautiful string arrangements and horn arrangements on this record yeah to kind of Oh, yeah. listen to and and pick out you know and just the way it's all balanced and, and leveled you know with with you know within the song like the orchestra in the distance and then this dry drum right in your face right and then a, like a super muffled complicated bass line you know and then he's using all he has so many voices you know he's got his cutesy voice he's got his little voice right he's got his, like super soulful voice some of his higher falsetto voices so i feel like you get all of that here oh yeah yeah for sure for sure and you probably and get all of that on all his records but you know you would <laughs> you but. do it 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 it's always like you forget. I uh, I forget sometimes because you know he's su- he's such an amazing musician. He could play anything. How also he could do just about anything with his voice too. You, you know, it's, oh, uh, sometimes you uh, yeah. take it for granted about, uh, uh, like you said, how many different uh, sounds he could have. Uh, like this, it goes from that into this. Like uh, girls and boys is like this funky, quirky little little jam song, and it's awesome. But it's totally different. Let's listen to a little bit of girls and boys. <laughs> He only knew her for a little while But he had grown accustomed to her style She had the cutest ass he ever seen the two they were meant to be. Love to kiss on the steps of the side. It looked like rain on the birds do fly. I love you, baby. I love you so much. Maybe we can stay in touch. Meet me in another world, space and joy. Who's that rebel mama girls and boys? All the love that anyone can But she was promised to another man He tried so hard not to go insane Birds to fly, looks like rain I love you baby, I love you so much Maybe we can stay in touch Meet me in another world I always like I, I always like how he could go between 
being just very, uh, you know, singing about romance and romantic and love, and then and then could do something like this where you know uh, maybe we could stay in touch. You know, it's just like uh, it's like you know he he sort of separates the the sex part from the love part sometimes, and it's like uh, they're both fine for him. You know, they're both uh, yeah. they're both <laughs> in Prince's wheelhouse. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this one, man. We should listen to the segue between girls and boys and life can be so nice. That is, that's something, that's like the thing I want to hear right before I die. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I will definitely, I will definitely put that in there and I will put the segue in there. But for now, we'll just go right into uh, life can be so nice. Great. So this one rocks pretty hard, and it and it and yeah. it's psychedelic. It has some of that psychedelic touches, but it also sounds like it could have been on like one of his earlier records too. You know, it's got that yeah. r- rocking thing. Yeah, yeah. So those those yeah, it's it's epic. Like the, this one, and there's a couple coming up that are just kind of pump your fists in the air if it's loud enough. I'm looking. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics, and I don't. I usually. I. I just can't. It's a lot of Prince lyrics. I can't bring myself to read, just because I don't know. I just. I, like I even have trouble like saying sexy. Like I don't like that. I don't like to use the word sexy. I feel like I. I can't pull it off by saying. I. I shouldn't be saying that. So I feel like a lot of his lyrics. I just shouldn't be reading, like out loud. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's my own issues. <laughs> repressed issues i guess but they're good what the the point i was making though is that the lyrics are really good though they obviously have a lot of double entendres in there and and they're clever they're really clever but they're really good too yeah um i'm trying to think what what album i don't get too deep into prince's lyrics although there's some stuff on like sign of the times where his you know his songwriting it's yes. next level. Yes. You know, it's just a little more, it's a little deeper. Right. You know, he's he's starting to maybe kind of get away from all the sexy stuff. You know, right now he's kind of into the sexy stuff on this on this record and right. in the movie, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. There, there's nothing wrong with it, and he's really good at it. Now you know he's just he's really good at. Uh, like I said, they're they're clever. They're very clever, and they're very 
clever rhymes but yeah you're right uh, they don't necessarily it's not anything although there are a few i feel like uh, especially towards the end there are some songs that maybe uh there is uh they, they do go, uh, go a little deeper in this one uh but before oh, we get for sure yeah yeah definitely but uh venus de Mallo, you were right you were right that is the little uh instrumental let's listen to it just a little bit i like it okay. I, like i said i feel like it, it's a palate cleanser it's a palate cleanser and i have to hear that before going into mountains even though like you know the uh, mountains is the next one but let's listen to a little bit of it Like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but there's probably maybe there's a scene where he's just like looking out over. <laughs> there out is, there window. is, yeah. Him and him and Kristen Thomas Scott, they have a good scene. Okay, there you go. So that yeah, in that context, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But then uh, our mountains, I, I really love this song, mountains, and I I definitely recommend so everyone. Much to go to the uh, video like the video for it is really fun it, it, it's the revolution it's like him and the revolution and it's just yeah. got that really great jammy vibe feel and listen i'm gonna read a li- these lyrics i can read a little to me these lyrics especially have a very hendrix vibe the lyrics sound like a Jimi hendrix thing mm. and obviously uh, prince was a huge uh, Jimi hendrix fan he loved Jimi hendrix cool. and I, I i feel i i feel that in the lyrics here but let's listen to a little bit of mountains Yeah, so those lines, um, once upon a time in a land called fantasy, 17 mountains stood so high, the sea surrounding them and together they would be the only thing that ever made you cry. It just reminds me of like a Hendrix, like it could be a Hendrix song or something, you know, that that's sort yeah. of like psychedelic, hippy dippy, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> lyrics, but 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 good, really good. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's a really fun song. It's a great song. It's one of my favorite songs to dance to. And I don't know what it is. Um, it must be a Bible thing, Prince's obsession with the number seven and 17. Oh, yeah, I think like so. They, th- think those so. numbers come up a lot in, in a lot of... Um, yep. I don't know what happened on the, what happened on the 17th day. I wonder. It I must don't be. know. But yeah, he was. Uh, I don't spiritual. know either, but <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Those numbers like come up a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, so um, do I lie? This is a really fun, like old timey sounding song. It's got, yeah, accordion it's, it's got accordion in it which i gotta i would love to see if it was him playing i'm thinking it probably was it's probably him playing the accordion which how would how much would you love to just see prince playing in the, are you in kidding the oh my gosh i would love that right yeah this one's kind of a little silly one but silly, um yeah you know it's a nice feature of the girls singing some beautiful harmonies um so uh exactly this one i don't skip this one i i, I like i like okay, even good. if though it's kind of a silly old timey like you say but for sure do i like yeah. When I lie awake in my boudoir, I, I think of you, too. Do you think of me or do you lie? Do you lie? When I Yeah, he's he's <laughs> hamming it up, really hamming it up there. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Really yeah. Now, did you you know, Nora? One of my big regrets in life is I never got to see Prince live. Uh, did you ever get to see him? I saw him. Yeah, I've seen him about five times. He, oh, he, oh I'm so he, he was he was uh, kind of my, our non-negotiable. My husband and I like. We throw down for Prince. I mean, okay. Thinking <laughs> about how expensive tickets are now. His last concert at uh, United Center, yeah, was, they were like one hundred and fifty dollars each. They'd probably be five hundred dollars. Right. I was going to say now that that doesn't even sound that bad. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, I know. And they were. We had like you know fifth row center or something like right in front of them. So I've seen him a lot. I saw the um, uh, Love Sexy tour, the uh, Diamonds and Pearls, and oh, wow. um, and then two or three more times. So I've seen him about four. Yeah, I've seen him a bunch, and um, and he's great. He's great. The Love Sexy tour was the, it was 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 probably well. The, no, it's hard to say. No, the Diamonds and Diamonds and Pearls tour. They played Chicago Theater, and then the Love Sexy tour was in the round. And Cat was there, and Sheila E was there. Oh wow! Uh, the band was just just incredible. So even 
though it wasn't the revolution, like whoever was playing with him, those like around love sexy when he had cat with him who was like dancing and singing she right. e was was there yeah That's anyway yeah i'm yeah. jealous i'm jealous so do you know so kiss uh, do you know the 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 story of kiss like what how it came about about kiss i mean that's one of those songs on this record that was just like played too much on the radio so it's kind of like a little I mean, know, yeah just, because I've heard, it, it, I've heard it way too many times it was a huge, but, well it was a huge hit but do you know yeah. that he wrote it for uh the the bass player brown uh what was his name brown mark uh, had a band Maserati and he asked Prince, Hey, oh. could you give me a song? And Prince just like sat down and knocked out, gave him a, a one minute demo of this song kiss. And then they Maserati uh, had uh, David Z. They sort of added this like funk beat to it and worked it up. Don't have to be beautiful. And then when Prince heard it, he smartly took it back. <laughs> he said, oh, no, I'm not giving this to you. And That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. He's so it actually really stands out on this. It stands out on this record as if it, it sticks it's out. not really a part of. It sticks out a little bit. Like a single. Well, like, it was. It was a last minute thing. It came at the end. Like I said, he when he heard with David Z do it, and he gave them, uh, you know, a co-writing credit on it and everything. But when he heard what he did to it, he he knew. You know, Prince was a, was not a dumb guy. He was a smart guy, and he knew. And, he was uh, a genius. Yeah, and and you know something else. We'll listen to a little of it, even though I know you've heard it a million times. On the week. No, I want to. On the week that Kiss hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, the number two song on it was the Bangles. Manic, Manic Monday, which he also wrote. <laughs> so, uh, he also wrote around that time, and and he used a different pen name. He might have used like Christopher Tracy or right, right, Christopher right. something, who was the songwriter for Manic Monday. One thing in listening to the album, one thing I appreciated was the guitar. He does this the cool little guitar solo in the middle because there's there's not much guitar in on this album. It, it just isn't, yeah. you know. So that's the one that's thing right. I really appreciate on this. Let's listen to a little bit of Kiss. So 
just kind of the lack, just the emptiness. Right, right. You know? very, very sparse. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very sparse. And and I love, I'll, I'll play a little, I love at the end when he when he kind of goes for it with the screamy, he does the uh, screamy prints, you know, the screamy oh, prints, yeah. which is great also. I love <laughs> it's that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. It's so good. Um, yeah. All right. Another lover hole in your head. Uh, Another lover lonely hole in your head. Yeah, there you go. You love this song. I love this song. And this is another segue from Kiss into this one. It's it's super powerful for me and hits me. It's great. Yeah. And it, it really hits me really deeply. Like when just as that song just just starts. I love the groove of this song. As, as much as he's so different, does the, the, so many different things. This is like classic prince right here like this is little, it's my favorite it's my favorite of of all the prince singing voices too oh okay okay nice all right yeah. let's listen to it solo with anyone else have you uh, covered prince yes um i I do uh i like i used to play when you were mine a lot on the acoustic guitar such a great song it's a super fun song to sing and and play i'm trying to think with one of my bands, we did Slow Love once, which we probably had no right, but we tried it. <laughs> no anyway, doing it. <laughs> we got no business doing that song. Uh, but there's so much of it to me that's so sacred, you know? I right. can't really bring myself to do a Prince song. I, I'm sure there's more, but When You Were Mine is a super fun song. To, to sing. Yeah. So, so you never did yeah. a, a sometimes it snows in April like a 10-minute okay. so sometimes... extended version. <laughs> oh, I used to I, when I was first learning guitar I played the cross a lot because it's just two chords. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but sometimes it snows in April like that was like, you know, I was in theater in high school and you know, we would like often, you know, like cast parties you know, drink too much, which was like three drinks and be kind of drunk and dramatic and crying and like, <laughs> right. 
You better play sometimes. It snows in April at my funeral. You've got to promise each other that we're going to play sometimes it hey, snows in there's April a lot at worse, each other's There's funerals. a lot worse songs you could play at your funeral than sometimes it snows in April. I'll just say that right now. Yeah, I, my I friend and I song. still have a pact to this, to this oh, day good. that we will... I love, you know, I, I used yeah, to. Yeah, the song is beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's got that yeah. long, dreamy. I'm going to, I mean, I got to play a little more of it than usual, but it's got that yeah. long, dreamy intro with some of his most beautiful vocals where he's not even saying words. He's just like ooing and eyeing, and it's so yeah, like nice. That. But yeah, let's listen to a little, and then I, I'll tell you some things that I read about it. Pretty interesting. Why would you not want this played at your funeral? I mean, thank you, perfect. thank you. All good, things, especially when he says and and all good things they say never last. I mean, come on, what's more perfect than yeah. that? All right. Yeah. So, have you ever noticed? I, I'm sure. So you've listened to this tons of times. You hear the little creaking sound in the song. I mean, sometimes it seems yeah. like it could be a guitar, but have you ever noticed? Wondered what that was? Yeah, this song, like I, I you know, I'm. I don't love the way Prince likes to record his acoustic guitar. It's always really like tinny and flangy. Um, so it's I, I I I always wondered if that was just like the click of the acoustic guitar. Well, listen. What, is, what am I hearing? His engineer Susan Rogers said that when they recorded this, it, they did it live in the studio, and Lisa mm-hmm. was on piano, and Wendy was sitting uh, right next to her in a chair, and they realized that the chair Wendy was sitting in was really creaky. And they wanted to change it out, and Prince said, "No, leave it. That's how I want it." Yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. I mean, um, when you think of it that way, the fact—I think maybe he just—he lo- probably loved the fact that they were together, and she was sitting right next, and he didn't want to spoil it. So he said, "No, leave it. That's how I want it." Those, those are really special <laughs> moments when you're recording live in a room, you right, know, to right, hear right, the, right. to hear the room or to hear 
something like that, and it just it just works, and that's the best performance. So you don't want to take it out, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's great. And um and and, and you know you listen to a song like this already that it sounds like sad. You know, it's a sad sounding song. But you know, once he once he passed, you know how songs get like an extra layer of sadness on them now because because mm-hmm. he's not here anymore, you know. And mm-hmm. there's a line in here that I always feel like I always feel like Prince's ultimate message. He says, "Always always cry for love, never cry for pain." And mm-hmm. I feel like as much as he sang about sex and and all that, at the end of the day, he was always about love. He was always about loving each other and loving God and loving music and friendship. And that's really, you know, so I, I feel like the whole sex thing is, was just like his kitschy thing. But he really was all about that love. And I just think that's a great line. Always cry for love, ne- never cry for pain. That's such yeah. a great line. That's just sort of in there. It's pretty. Yeah, it's nice. It is nice. Yeah, he felt deeply, I'm sure of it, yeah. And probably, you know, pretty lonely guy for the, you know, just... I think he had so, I think so, yeah. So much to do with himself, you know? Right, like, right, right, right. There's so much in there that, you know, but uh, he just really gave us so many gifts, it's ridiculous. He did, he did. And I'm really yeah. glad we got another Prince album under our belt. I'm really, uh, I'm thankful for that. So, Nora, so you got, you're off the road. Are you off the road for a while or what's what's next for you? I'm home for a few weeks and then I'm starting uh, a solo tour. I'm doing two, a, a Midwest and an East Coast uh, solo living room tour. So I'm touring the Midwest, playing in people's living rooms. Nice, with nice. this. There's a company called Undertow that books these shows. And there's just a whole network of people all over the country that so generously open up their homes they're great for, no I've, you know, I've actually been to a few, yeah i've been to a few of them and i know some i know some other musicians that do them and yeah they're great they're the best because you get people wait. that really want to hear you know that really want to hear your music and that are yeah. uh, perfect uh, the perfect people you're not in some little bar where half the people are talking and not paying attention and uh, yeah that's great it'll be fun so yeah that's what i'll be working on um for the next couple months. Awesome. And then, so where's the best place for my heart? Should they go to a Pravda Music, uh, their w- website? Yeah, pravdamusic.com. Uh, they, yeah, they can take you right there. You can stream my song anywhere or you can download it or grab a CD um, from the website or maybe it might be at a record store near you. I'm not sure, but yeah, Pravda has, Pravda has all the options there on their website. And you're staying, uh, you're staying away. It must be really cold in Chicago now, right? I can't even imagine. It's cold, yeah. It's one of those, like, icy, rainy <laughs> days. I'm not leaving the house. I think it was 80, um, I, I think it was 82 today here. Where are you? I'm in Florida. I'm in South Florida, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sunrise, I was, Florida, yeah. Florida. Man, we, I was just in Florida with, with Nico Case, and we had the best shows in Florida. Like, the best audiences. Really? We, we were in Clearwater, and we played in, um. Wintertime, that's the best place. That's where you should be in the wintertime. But <laughs> I'm just it was amazing. All right, I'm going to tell you. We were in Ponte Verde Beach. Oh, okay, Ponte okay. Pedro Beach. And, Tal- and we had a day off in Tallahassee. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was sure was nice to be in the warm weather. I'm, I'm back in the cold, but um, spring is coming. Yes, it'll, it is. It'll, it'll come. 
yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Right. That was fun. Also, don't forget, everyone, on Instagram and Facebook, you can follow us at, at That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you want to become a patron of the show, we just released our latest patron-curated episode, That Record Makes Me Happy. It is a super fun episode. You should definitely listen to it. It's a lot of fun. So go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Become a patron. Nora, thanks again. It was awesome. I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to uh, pick a song from my heart to play on the play out. It was great talking to you. You too. Thanks, Robert. Take care. All right. We'll see you all next week. I'm out of here. Darling, I thought we were on to something. Turns out it's nothing.